Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are talking about five sell-high players, players that I think you should be cashing in on right now before it is too late. Let's go. Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant, to shot. Not a game, not a game. game. We're talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. And he's going to go. G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And uh, today, like we said, we're talking about some sell-high players. So uh, we're going to go through five guys here that I think that you can afford to uh, give up at the moment and get some good value back. Uh, a lot of them carry a lot of risk as we get closer and closer to the uh, trade deadline. Um, I do want to just refresh myself when the trade deadline is for this season. It is uh, the 9th of February, which probably, what what would that give us? About uh, two and a half, three weeks until then. So, it's, it's getting closer now. I often find that with uh, trading players who could potentially be affected or negatively affected at the trade deadline, it's best not to leave it to the last minute because it's going to be on everybody's radar. And if you leave it too close, a lot of teams will just be like, oh, okay, no, it's all right. I'll just wait until after the trade deadline and uh, I'll make my trades then. But if we can do so now with a bit of foresight, hopefully... The players that we are looking to sell high are players that if they do get traded or if there are other pieces traded around them, they can uh, be impacted. Uh, And often the times that the guys that I'm talking about here, I think it would be a negative impact for a lot of their value. So I think the uh, five guys that I'm going to talk about here all have the potential to 
either be traded or have players traded around them. But even still, if they're not moved, I think for the most part, a lot of these guys are exceeding a lot of my expectations to what they're going to be doing moving forward. So we'll get stuck into that. Um, guys, make sure you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel if you are listening over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you're following along as well and give the show a five-star rating as well if you've enjoyed all the content that we pumped out this season, in the preseason, uh, during the season as well. And, uh, and we will continue to do that right up until the end of the fantasy playoffs. So any ratings and reviews would be much, much appreciated, guys. Uh, yeah, can't thank you enough. And anyone who has done that, um, thank you very much. And uh, for those who are going to, thank you in advance. Let's, uh, let's get stuck into it. So the first guy that we're going to talk about here... Uh, I'm just going to go down these guys, basically, where they are ranked currently on the season. So, no particular order, just, again, the ranking order. The guy I consider a sell high here is Miles Turner of the uh, Indiana Pacers. Now, Miles Turner has been, uh, he's been legit all year. He is currently the 17th ranked player on a per-game basis. Uh, on totals, he is the 20th ranked player, even though he's missed a few games throughout the season. Um, not not huge chunks. The latest stretch of games he missed, uh, I think it was with back spasms, he missed three games in a row, but returned uh, recently and just absolutely went off. Uh, 30 points, five threes, eight rebounds, and four blocks, shooting 65% from the field and hit all three of his free throws. So monster, monster line. So obviously there was no minutes limits. He played 36 minutes, so he's going to be fine, and uh, this is very, very reassuring for a lot of uh, managers that have him, but if you do have him, I would definitely consider seeing if I can get a top 20, a top 25 player back. Um, obviously, the big thing with trading these guys, like a Miles Turner, is that their value is so heavily linked to blocks, so no matter who you trade him for, you're going to lose blocks, so you do have to keep that in mind, and if blocks is a very uh, important category to you or a swing category that decides a lot of your matchups if it's you know if he's the only guy supplying a lot of blocks for you then you do have to take that in con- into consideration but remember that because a lot of his value is is tied up into blocks and you trade him for another guy around that top 25 30 mark you're going to get a lot of value in other categories like assists steals threes probably going to get more points for a lot of those players um and and again that top 20 Ranking, it's it's buoyed by 1.6 turnovers as well. So if you're punting turnovers, he would be a little bit worse off. So use that ranking to your advantage. Uh, use the most recent big game to your advantage. Maybe use the talks earlier in the season that they were going to be doing contract extensions and all those sort of things. And uh, the fact that the Pacers are doing well, they're in the playoff hunt, they're not looking to tank and they're not looking to trade. Because I still think, um, despite how surprising Indiana has been this season, I think that they're still looking to... They're not going to be competing, right? And um, they're, they're falling down. They, they were top five or top four, I think, on the East at one point. Um, currently sitting in the standings, they are eighth. So in that play-in mix, really the no-man zone of the NBA. Look, they could stay around that spot, but I still believe that Miles Turner coming off uh, his contract at the end of the season. He has yet to sign an extension like the rumors might be suggesting. Um, so if he doesn't sign that extension, I do believe that it makes the most sense for the Pacers to trade him. Um, they've got players like Isaiah Jackson waiting in the wings that could take that uh, spot and use that opportunity to to develop. And I think it would be in the best interest for the Pacers to do that. So I think if he is traded, by no means is he going to fall off a cliff. He's still going to be a good shot blocker. But a lot of the other things he's doing this season in a lot of other 
other situations, he is probably going to lose value. Um, you know, 17.7 points might become 14 or 15 points. That would impact his field goal percentage because it's going to be on fewer attempts. He might, uh, you know, get less threes as a result. Um, if he goes to a team uh, like the Lakers, which I think is probably off the board at the moment because obviously they're not doing very well either. Um, I think he, you know, he runs the risk of maybe the defensive game style not suiting him as much, and maybe they don't prioritize his shot blocking ability as much. And and even though he'll still be a good defensive presence, perhaps the two point three blocks becomes like a one point eight, one point nine, and it could affect him a lot. Right now, I think he's in a pretty perfect situation, and obviously putting up top twenty numbers, he's uh, he's doing well. Um, so obviously, if you sell high and you get a top twenty five guy in return, I don't think. I think that's that's a pretty safe bet, in my opinion. Um, obviously, it's very situational for your team, and if you need the blocks, then you need the blocks. There's not many better that can do it. Uh, but I think, obviously, there is a lot of risk that there's a bit of downside coming, potentially, for Miles Turner. So if you wanted to secure that value for your fantasy playoffs, I think that he uh, makes himself a good sell-high candidate. Uh, the next guy that we're going to talk about, another big man, Nikola Vucevic. Now, the Chicago Bulls... Um, They've been very disappointing so far this season. It's um, it's it's a little surprising, I guess. I think that obviously we expected them to sort of be in the mix for the that last sort of couple of spots in the playoffs, but they've um, obviously been disappointing this year. There are a lot of rumors and things that they should be blowing up at the moment. They're sitting in tenth spot in the play-in tournament um, with guys like Demar Derozan, uh, Vucevic, who are on the older side of things. You know, Vucevic is thirty-two years old. If their team is very much struggling to make the play-in tournament. What good are these guys going to be for the Bulls in the future when you've got really no assets, nothing super valuable uh, to, to take you to that next step? You're not, you're not, you're not getting a superstar into this team. Uh, it's just not really constructed as a team that's going to be challenging uh, for a championship uh, as currently constructed. So I think the, there is a lot of merit for blowing this team up and, and focusing on youth. And they, they do have a few young guys in there. I really, uh, I like Dale and Terry as, a, as the rookie. He hasn't played much, but I do, I do like him. Um, you know, Patrick Williams, say what you will. He's still very young. And, and obviously this is a very loaded draft class. So it's probably better to be, you know, down in that lottery zone than it is to be in a playing tournament this season, especially. So I think that Chicago Bulls, um, you're probably trading Vucevic before you're trading DeMar DeRozan. So I think he is probably one of the more likely players to be traded this uh, trade deadline. And if he is traded, I think that can only spell bad news for a Vucevic. He is currently the 22nd ranked player for fantasy basketball this season. Higher than I thought that he would be. His uh, field goal percentage has, has risen up again. He's still providing really elite uh, rebounds. Um, you know, doing doing really well. The assists remain high. It, it's pretty much the same as what he's doing last season, except on much better field goal percentage and better free throw percentage. So the efficiency has just gone up. Everything else is kind of basically say the same. So when... Again, you're 32 years old. The team's kind of moving in the wrong direction. If you're traded to another team, there's that adjustment period that has to happen. Perhaps the usage isn't there. Um, perhaps he's sort of 
you know, not required to play as much of a facilitator role and those assists come back down. He, he is someone that could potentially fall away if he is traded to the wrong destination. And again, I don't see any further upside from here. So if you can get a top, I'd settle for a top 30 player. Um, I think that again, in, especially in a head-to-head league, he's really good across the board. He's excellent in rebounding, obviously. But um, outside of that, all of his stats are kind of just a little bit above average for the most part. So I think he's a perfect player that if you wanted to really attack a specific stat, you've got a lot of data on your team right now to know, okay, I've been close in a lot of uh, steals this season or, or a lot of matchups have come down to assists, then then Vucevic can be that guy that maybe you go out and trade him for a guard instead and, and slightly change the, the, uh, the look of your team and the strengths of your team. And I really don't see much downside to making a move like that. And there could be potentially a lot of upside by mitigating that risk that he is traded at the trade deadline. And I think if I was to to say, I think he is probably one of the more likely players to be traded just because of, uh, like I said, the direction of the Chicago Bulls and the fact that he is one of the older members of that team. Big guys often are guys that are thrown around at the trade deadline because the value of bigs in the NBA is is a bit all over the shop. Uh, it, it's kind of harder to pin down um, you know, perhaps they, they get another a big guy in or they look to go with a more versatile starting lineup with a bit more small ball. Potentially, it seems to be working around the league for some other teams. And I think that the Bulls do need to switch it up because I just don't think they have a winning formula on their hands. Uh, so that makes me a, uh, yeah, I think that Nikola Vucevic is a good trade target. And uh, like I said before, a good pathway to secure your strengths. Maybe you want a, a more shot-blocking big uh, and, and you want to really secure those blocks, the point nine blocks from your center maybe isn't quite doing it. So you can look to sort of diversify or, or, or consolidate your stats in a situation like that. Um, the next guy here, if we switch over to the guards, um, big surprise so far this season. He's, he's proving a lot of us wrong. We didn't necessarily think he could do it again, but Gary Trent Jr. is my next sell high candidate. He is someone who was on a real tear the last sort of, uh, month or so, ever since coming back from a, a, a stretch of missed games. He's really been putting it on, uh, averaging probably, an unrealistic high uh, field goal percentage in the last month. He's averaging 45.3%. Obviously, we know he's a low field goal guy. Last year, put up 41%. Uh, you know, maybe that has improved on the season. It's at 44, but I think that there's every chance that it goes back south really quickly. He is playing um, off the, or he was playing off the bench, but has come back into that starting role. I think the Toronto Raptors, again, a theme of a lot of these teams is they're being very, they've been very disappointing. I kind of viewed them similar, probably even a bit higher than the Chicago Bulls personally. I thought they could be doing a lot better, especially after having a surprisingly decent season last year. You know, Scotty Barnes elevating another year older. I thought they'd do a lot better, but a few of their guys have, have regressed and, um, Whilst uh, Gary Trent Jr. isn't old, he's only 24 years old, I don't necessarily think the team sees him as an integral integral key part of the team's future. So he is perhaps that piece that gets thrown in there, maybe because there's been a lot of rumors with a Fred Van Vliet uh, potentially being on the market. Um, perhaps he is thrown in there with him. Or the team just simply shifts away and goes on that more tanking kind of mode and and they, instead of playing their guys 35 minutes a night, uh, all of their starters and, and maybe their seven-man rotation that they love to run, perhaps they do spread those minutes out a little bit more in attempt to maybe not win every single game um, that Nick Nurse tries to do. And I think that when you're a player, especially like a, a Gary Trent Jr., the heavy steals, the hot shooting, 
and the lack of a whole lot of other stats really i mean he's top 50 on the season but it's pretty much it's a, it's a fake top 50 like he's he's averaging one turnover a game that boosts it up the 1.7 steals is by far his best category and we know how volatile steals can be and when you're averaging t- under two and a half rebounds under two assists no blocks and your field goal percentage is, is prone to be poor and and swing up and down it's um it's it's not a good recipe for uh, reliability when it comes to fantasy basketball, when it comes to things like fantasy basketball playoffs as well. He's been really good. You can use that and say that he's been a top 50 guy in back-to-back seasons. And if you can get a top 50 player, I would 100% do it. Uh, yes, I would tick that box immediately. He's the kind of type that, regardless of if he's traded or not, I think it's a really good sell high because I could definitely see a scenario where he drops back. And I look at that ranking of 50 uh, for the season. Um, top He's 15th in the last month, uh, 18th in the last two weeks. So it's been a really good stretch. You can really sort of say that, okay, he's back in the starting lineup. He's, he's healthy now. And you can use all these narratives and get a really good return back for Gary Trent Jr. And someone that I think that uh, the rankings are very misleading when it comes to his value. So I think he is a pretty, uh, a pretty good and probably maybe my favorite sell high of this group because I think a lot of people would uh, potentially buy that one. Um, the next one here. Another sort of similar kind of player in the same vein, Buddy Heald. Now, at the start of the season, remember, we did say that if he stays in Indiana, he's going to be a really good player. He upped his assists last year. Um, It's come back down a little bit, but still, you know, decent amount. The real big thing that's changed for Buddy Heald is his efficiency from the field, shooting 45% compared to 40% last year, uh, the year before. Uh, He's had seasons where he shot under 40% as well. Um, So he's doing really well on that front. Obviously, he's hitting a lot of threes. Uh, He's getting a steal per game. But it really is that efficiency, low turnovers again, under two per game, boosting up his value. Um, And again, I've said this before, but threes are the most findable stats on the waiver wire. So when you're, you're boosted, your best category by far is your three-point value uh, and, and you've got low turnovers, decent enough efficiency that's making you a top 50 player. It's, it's, it's not reflective of his uh, ability, in my opinion. He's top 30 in the last month. Um, he's exactly 30th in the last two weeks. So you, again, you've got a nice big sample size that you can use to, uh, to do that. You can float the narrative of out there. Okay, no, the Indiana Pacers, they're trying to make the playoffs. They're in the eighth spot right now. They're not looking to trade him. Yada, yada, yada. Um, but again, He's 30 years old. Um, that surprises me. I mean, I always, I don't know, maybe he, he was drafted as an older guy, so, uh, but I didn't realize he was 30 until, I, I, I knew that now because I've looked at him and I've researched it, but, but I do remember thinking, oh, damn, uh, Body Healed, he's, uh, he's older than I, than I thought originally. And some people might have the same, uh, they might not realize how old he is and how far away he is from the Pacers' timeline at this stage. So I think, again, rumors about him being traded have been there all season. And I think anywhere he goes outside of Indiana, it's more than likely that he's going to lose pretty significant chunks of his value, uh, especially when your value is really reliant on volume shooting, volume shooting at good efficiency. If you lose some shots, then you lose and you're in a new environment. You have to adjust to that. Maybe your field goal percentage comes down. Maybe your assists come down. Your points go down. Your uh, field goal percentage might be a little bit worse. So, I think there's a lot of avenue for him to fall away very quickly. And again, if I was to get a top 50, even a top 60 guy for Buddy Heald, I probably would do that and I would sleep very easy uh, knowing that I've done that. So Buddy Heald is another classic sell high for this video. And uh, the last one here, guys, 
Um, it's it's one of my favourite players here, and I, I, I'm obviously being very sarcastic here. Uh, Mason Plumley is a sell high in my opinion. It's it's a very it's it's a pretty obvious one, but some people. I mean, he's been the he's been the fifty first ranked player per game in the last month. Again, a month. It's a really decent sample size. Top sixty seven in the last two weeks. That's despite his terrible free throw shooting. So if you're punting free throw percentage, go and look for the team out there that is punting free throws and ask them if they want Mason Plumley. Show them the, the stats over the last month, averaging fifteen, ten, three assists, a block, seventy four percent from the field, and uh, and just see if they're keen. See if they're going to give you a top. 80, top 90, top 100 player, um, because I would do that. Because, like, again, I'm referencing the trade deadline a lot on this show because we're three weeks away from that being uh, a factor. And a a player like Mason Plumlee could have his value completely eradicated. He is someone that I've mentioned this so many times. Why is he still starting on an NBA team? I understand that he's probably better than the other options they have, but when you're the Charlotte Hornets and you're sitting... Are they last in the league? Let me just check that. You have the second worst record in the league, only one game ahead of the Houston Rockets. Why the hell do you need to play Mason Plumlee, 33-year-old Mason Plumlee? uh, Why do you have to play him 31 minutes a night in the last two weeks? 29 minutes a night of the last month when you have players like Mark Williams, Nick Richards sitting there... Uh, for Christ's sakes, you've got Kai Jones, you've got um, JT Thor, all of these guys you've drafted in the last couple of seasons. Develop them, give them minutes, give them an opportunity, let them play with LaMelo Ball, see what they can do for a stretch of time. And I have to think that logic eventually prevails. The trade deadline is often when these things happen. Uh, coaches are very stubborn, but then sometimes when the trade deadline comes in, the general manager will step in and go, all right, enough of your shit. Um, stop playing these spud vets. We're not going anywhere. Let's tank. Let's get Victor Wanyamba uh, or, or one of those high draft picks and uh, and let's play the kids because... There is just no future for Mason Plumlee on this team. And the way he's been playing recently, there is hopefully uh, a market for him, for the Hornets to trade him for another another team. But I, I don't know the team that he, he's going to and he's continuing to be the starter and play 30 minutes a night. I just can't think of the team that that would be. Uh, maybe there's one or two teams out there, but again... I just, I really don't see it. And uh, as bad as the Hornets have been, he's been one of the, maybe their their best players. I understand that, but in terms of their future, he's not moving the needle at all. And uh, if he's traded to a team where he becomes a backup or drops to 24, 23 minutes a night, he's back on the waiver wires. So if you can get a top 80, top 90, a top 100, if it's if it suits your team, uh, I would 100% do that. You might lose out in the short term. He's probably going to continue doing what he's been doing right up until the trade deadline. Um, and even if he's not traded, right? Even if he's staying on the, the, the Charlotte Hornets, like if I'm if I'm the general manager, I'm going down to the coach and I'm saying, dude, stop, stop playing this guy. Like, what are you doing? Why are we developing him? So even if he stays on this team, there's no reason he should continue to see these 29 minutes. He's a prime shutdown candidate as well as a trade candidate. So I would be trying to cash in wherever I could uh, with Mason Plumlee. I just, I just, uh, yeah. Uh, look, he's he's doing all right. He's having a, a decent season. He's having a better season than than the last couple of years. Um, but I just, I just can't see a world where this continues uh, into the fantasy playoffs. I mean, it's possible. 
but I just really would not bank on it. So uh, those are my top five sell highs for this week. Let me know if you have any other questions. Of course, this is obviously only five players. There are a few more guys that are obvious sell high candidates. So let me know down in the comments if you've got some guys you're considering trading. Any trade questions, drop them down in the comments. I'll get to as many as I can. Again, please try to give this video a big thumbs up. Like, subscribe. Uh, follow me again over on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. Uh, for all my AFL fantasy fans out there, go and check out the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy podcast we have been up and running the last couple of weeks it's starting to get a lot of steam getting a lot of uh, positive feedback so very much appreciate all you guys who have been checking that one out if you haven't already go and check it out subscribe to that youtube channel and uh and i'll see you guys next time uh where we're going to be talking about some all-star picks so my all-star starters for both real life and uh for fantasy so stay tuned for that one coming soon bye Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.